Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho. This week we've been airing a message entitled, Pillars in the Church. With many years in the pastorate, your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael, knows the value of those choice individuals in the church who serve as pillars. These are the special individuals who are willing to sacrifice and bear the burdens of the ministry. The message today is meant to encourage every Christian to be a strong and useful pillar for Christ. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. Uh, Take your Bibles and turn to Romans chapter 4. I want to give you vision defined. Vision defined in the life of Abraham. Where there is no vision, the people perish. You see, if we lose vision, we turn inward. Pretty soon then, the, the church is strictly social. And it loses its purpose. It loses its purpose. And incidentally, and I'm not knocking small churches. I've pastored small churches. I praise the Lord for small churches. But you know, some churches are small because that's what they want to be. Because they've collected enough people that say, I I don't want this to get big because I want to get to know everybody. I want to just hold hands and sing Kumbaya. You know what that is? That's social. Big churches can lose their vision and turn social. Little churches can lose their vision and turn social. It, it, it's, a, it's not a matter, it's not a function of size, it's a function of vision. What do we see this morning? Do you see the possibilities of what God could still do? Or are you saying to yourself this morning, it's done? Folks, it's not done. We are the church militant. It is done when we become the church triumphant. Romans chapter 4 and verse 17. Here's vision defined for us. Romans 4 verse 17. As it is written, I have made thee, speaking of Abraham, a father of many nations. When God made that promise, Abraham was 99 years old and had no kids. I think he going to be a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead, that is to make alive those which are dead, and calleth those things, watch it now, which be not as though they were. God has vision. In fact, he has so much vision, the Bible says in the book of Ephesians, that we are seated together in heavenly places in Christ. Now, how many of you this morning felt like that when you got up? I'm in heaven and I got my heavenly body. No, you felt your aches and pains and depending on what kind of night of sleep you got, you, you know. But uh, the way God sees us because of vision, he sees us already seated in heavenly places in Christ. He encompasses time. He's the alpha and the omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's standing at one end of time, watching it go forward. He's standing at the other end of time as it catches up to him. He sees it done. He has vision. He sees those things that are not yet as though they were. That's vision. Now watch verse 18. Who against hope, Abraham, who against hope, believed in hope, against hope. He's 99 years old. She's 90. Why didn't God go look for someone who was 29 and 25? Wouldn't those be better childbearing years than 99 and 90? (laughs) 
But God wanted to do a miracle. And he tested this man's faith. And this man's faith came through with shining colors, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of not just one great nation, many nations. The Arab nations are the seed of Abraham by Ishmael. Many nations. Now, the promised seed was Isaac, Israel. But he says here, according to that which was spoken, verse 18, so shall thy seed be. And not being weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. Vision looks past the obstacles. Vision doesn't say why or how. It says why not. Why not? If God be God, why not? The 12 spies in the Old Testament that spied out the promised land before the nation of Israel was to go in, 10 of them couldn't see the grapes for the giants, but two couldn't see the giants for the grapes. That's right. 10 said there's no way they're a mightier military force than we are. We'll get slaughtered. The other two said, why not? If God be with us, and he said, go, let's go. Joshua and Caleb. Those two men had vision. The other ten did not. And what happened to the people? The ten won out, and the people perished in the wilderness for 40 years. A whole generation was killed off due to the lack of vision of ten men. I don't want to digress and get off on a rabbit trail, but I thank God for the vision of the men and women centuries ago that made what we enjoy as a nation possible today. That was due to their vision. The Bible says, and he not being weak in faith considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he, God, had promised, he, God, was able also to perform. Vision says, humanly speaking, this might be impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Vision. Pillars are the first step. Pillars have to have vision. Pillars have to be the kind of people that aren't easily discouraged. I thank God for the pillars in our church this morning. But you know what? We need more. We need more. Do you have vision this morning? Are you willing to be the first up on something. I remember walking past and getting in my truck, rolling up my gear, throwing it in the back of the truck and hopping in the truck and just looking. And of course, I don't know how you are, but I get done with the job. I like to take a look at it, get a good look at it. And I walked and looked over to the sides, all six of them lined up. And I looked at them and looked at them lined up and then got out there and looked at them as a silhouette against the back of the mountains. And they were the first up. Number two, Number two, they're not only the first step, but they stand alone. They stand alone. If you're going to be a pillar, you're going to have to stand alone for a while. You'll have to stand alone for a while. I remember when uh, 
when we pastored back in Pennsylvania from 80 to 84, first took over the church. We had uh, 12 or 13 people, 15 or 18 by the end of the first month. And uh, we get calls for pe from people, and they'd say, uh, are you the pastor of Grace Independent Baptist Church in Shalakta, Pennsylvania? Yes, I am. And, and they'd say, well, we'd like to visit your church. And they'd say, what do you have for the youth? Well, with uh, 15, 18 people, not much. And so uh, my wife and I finally figured it out. We said, well, we need a youth department. Well, we didn't have a youth department, so her and I became the youth department. And uh, we get... Uh, we, we started two youth programs. We, we started one would be the equivalent of our master club. We called it Bible Beavers. And we had little T-shirts made with beavers that were reading their Bibles. And we had these Saturday afternoon meetings, and we had a family in the church that opened their home who shared the burden, had the vision that we had to have something for our kids. And they were the first up, and they were willing to stand alone. And uh, we had activities and games for them, and they'd provide the food, and We'd teach them little Bible lessons, and then they'd invite their friends the next time, and we met a couple times a month with that, and then we eventually started having uh, high school youth meetings where we'd have the uh, junior highs and senior highs together. We combined them, and we had the very first meeting at, at our house where we lived, and we lived in a, in a um, I forget the dimensions of that, but it was a 65 by 12-foot, or was it the modern 14-foot-wide trailer, but anyways, we lived there next to a pond out in the woods, and so we had figured out several activities we would do, and one of them is we invited the kids to fish in the pond, because there were pretty good-sized bluegill and a few bass in there, and so uh, I spent the afternoon uh, tearing out some of the weeds that were crowding up the better areas to fish in the pond there where they'd get their lines tangled up, and we made a very interesting uh, sort of raft out of a couple of... Uh, pallets and two 55-gallon drums that we roped together, and I got out there on this thing by faith, by faith. And I was just about done. I was heading back in, paddling my way back in, and the thing came apart, and I sunk <laughs> with it. And uh, there's still a pallet there to this day in that pond. But, but the, the pillars stand alone. They're the first up and they stand alone. We want to thank you for being with us today. It is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled, Pillars in the Church. One thing is for certain, any church that is doing anything for Jesus Christ has pillars in it. It has mature believers that are strong in the Lord. These are Christians that walk by faith and not by sight. They serve the Lord not to get man's applause, but instead they do it so that Christ may be glorified. Today, your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael, has brought out some keen observations about what it takes to be a pillar in the church. This is without doubt one of the greatest needs for the church today, that born-again Christians surrender their lives to the service of Christ. We hope that as a child of God, you're in a church that honors Him, that you're faithful in it, and a blessing to others. If you'd like to order a CD of today's message, it's available for a suggested contribution of $5. Our address is Treasures of Truth, care of Treasure Valley Baptist Church, 1300 South Terry Avenue, Meridian, Idaho, 83642. And our phone number is area code 208-888-4545. Our webpage address is www.tbbc.org. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church. 
We welcome you to our services on Sunday at 9.15 a.m. for Sunday School, at 10.30 a.m. for morning worship and preaching, at 6 p.m. for Bible preaching and teaching, and also on Wednesday at 7 p.m. for more Bible preaching and teaching.